I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. I'm like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole. But there's nothing there and I lay in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. (laughs) This little boy told paranormal investigators apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. (laughs) So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. Coming up, we have so many haunted houses today. I'm excited. So many yeah, of yeah. them. And in fact, we have one person who's not quite sure if she's haunted or not. So she, she's going to share all the details with us okay. and she wants our help. So you guys have to stick around Wait, for that. Wait, does she want our help or does she want us to decide if she's haunted or not? Both. Okay, good. Yeah, both. Um, but before that, we need to say hi to our new patrons. We've got Jennifer George. Becky Finkel and Miracle Buyer. Now remember, we do keep posting mini-sodes and exclusive content in between seasons mm-hmm. and next week is our season finale. So it's an excellent time to become a Haunted AF patron. Just go to patreon.com backslash Haunted AF to take care of that. It's five bucks a month. Yeah, that's super cheap. Come Doesn't on, happen. y'all. And we also need to give a super awesome love shout out to Bruce Faulkner. Uh, he and his wife, Angie, they've been friends of the podcast for quite a while now. Yes. And Bruce recently had spent some time in the hospital which totally sucks. He had a pretty big experience, though, and he wanted to share it with us. So here's Bruce. Hey, Julie and Rebecca. Essentially, after my surgery on Sunday, I was woken from my drug-induced nap uh, by something brushing my beard. I opened my eyes, and I saw my mother's face. She asked me if I was okay, uh, which I replied yes. She replied, we love you. I answered, I love you too. Her face, her voice, clearly. Uh, She passed away in 2010 from lung cancer. When I told Angie about it, my wife, I was in tears, as as I am now. And it's it was just very powerful. And I just wanted to share. Thank you so much, Bruce. Wow, what a story. Like, how comforting would that be, though? You know, you're going know. through something like that. And, and to have your mom come and basically, like, just yes. love on you. And I wonder if that's something that maybe she did when he was a kid. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. You know, like, brush his face. Yeah, but keep Bruce in your thoughts because he is still recovering right now. So love to Bruce we and We love Angie. you, Bruce. Yes, and he has constantly sent us the best stories. Do you remember the story about uh, the Bigfoot that kept breaking into somebody's weed shed? Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about that story yeah that's courtesy of bruce by the way my cat's losing his shit in there i don't know if you've seen that my cat is running they're darting back and forth it's like freaking me out oh that's another announcement we will no longer be bleeping shit in the haunted af podcast really why is that uh because i listened to our weird shit theme song last weekend it doesn't sound as good and it sounded goofy with all the bleeps that makes sense uh we do bleep because people listen with their kids so just heads up we will still uh if we're dropping (laughs) f-bombs or we're getting super raunchy with like those will be bleeped (laughs) have we ever said either of those two you know what i might start sprinkling them in just okay we'll see you next tuesday i I just don't say enough honestly it's a great (laughs) word i don't like the word the c word you don't like the see you next tuesday no i do not like the see you next tuesday (laughs) that's another word (laughs) i love it like the p word either (laughs) 
one. I do not. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> all right. So here's our email from our friend who's not sure if they're being haunted. They okay. want to remain anonymous. I bought a house last fall and was able to do most of the cosmetic work myself, like painting, removing the carpets before I actually moved in. Awesome. Many evenings I was there very late and by myself. Every night when I left, I would make my rounds to be sure that I had closed and locked the windows and turned off the lights. I would check the lights in the basement and make sure all the doors were locked too. But sometimes when I returned, the basement lights would be on. A few nights after I started sleeping at the house, I woke up and saw the silhouette of a person standing in my bedroom doorway. No features, it was just a dark figure. I sat straight up in bed and stared at it with my heart racing. Things went black, and then suddenly I was waking up in my bed again. The silhouette was still there, but now it was at the end of my bed. Ooh! This time I didn't feel scared, and I just went back to sleep. It's so weird how often we hear that. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't understand that. I didn't feel scared. Uh, I haven't seen it since, but I ordered my security system right after that. Yeah. About a month and a half later, I came home from work to find the back door and screen wide open. Mm -mm. Worried about my dog and cat, I rushed inside to find the dog chilling in her crate and the cat curled up on the couch. Surprisingly, neither one of them had attempted an escape. And they were both suspiciously relaxed. (laughs) That's when I thought, who the F is in my house? I went through the entire house and nothing was out of place. Admittedly, I hadn't installed the security system yet, but I did have the motion-activated camera over the back door. Okay. Nothing had triggered the camera to record. Hmm. Now my garage is detect and has an extra storage space in the back. The garage itself is always locked, and then the storage area has a hook lock just to keep the door shut. It's actually kind of hard to open. But last winter, I would often come home and find that door wide open. I live in Minnesota, so there's lots of road salt and slush around the garage, but there were never any footprints besides mine. Nothing was ever missing or moved. Meanwhile, my cat will regularly go into the closet and just scratch and scratch on the shelves. The dog will try extremely hard to get in there, too, and likes to sit on a Rubbermaid tub behind the clothes that are hanging in there. I really don't like her doing that, so I started putting things on the tub so she couldn't sit it in. Now she just stands in front of the tub and whines. So do I have something supernatural going on? Or do I have somebody living in my house that I don't know about? I think I'd honestly prefer the supernatural thing, which is why I'm asking you guys. Crap. <laughs> I really don't want to come home to some rando, but if it's a ghost, they can get out too. Again, this is from Anonymous. So, okay. I don't know if it's human or if it's spiritual, but whatever it is, it's giving treats to your animals and like trying to lure them in there. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this seems like somebody's given the, the yeah. animals treats. Yeah. My suggestion was like, get an exterminator or like a critter person out Mm -hmm. there just to look around. Say you're worried you have animals in your walls or something, but check around and see if there isn't maybe spaces there, something behind the closet, some sort of access there from that storage room by the garage. Like what's going on? I do not know, but I'm like, I'm thinking if you have animals behind the walls, you would hear them, right? Right. But I'm I'm just using that as an excuse to get them to check around and see if they find something. Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, And because otherwise- Or just hire a contractor, start not out those walls. Well, but that's the thing. She had somebody, you know, she had an inspector come out and look through the yeah. house and they didn't find anything weird and they didn't find any evidence of critters. Okay. But again, I'm I'm just saying do that to see if you can find any evidence. Because to me, it's like if someone's coming into your house mm-hmm. and they're not taking things out of it, it's because they're just squatting. But exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, it's, like using your bathroom and stuff while you're gone. Right. And feeding your dog's treats. And the whole thing about hidden spaces is that they're hidden. So you're not right. going to know about them. So you're going to need help finding them so there's no telling what kind of shit it's in there honestly i'm like is can you move 
I mean, and again, sage, do all the things. But honestly, that sounds like a human to me. I'm sorry. Except the silhouette. I kind of forgot about that. Oh, yeah. But what if it was just like a creepy dude watching her in the middle of the night? But then why did she fall back to sleep like that? Maybe he hit her or knocked her out and she don't remember it. <laughs> Pretty sure you would know. All right, so this next story comes from Jackie. Hello, ladies. Hi, Jackie. I've got a weird experience to share with y'all. It all started when my mother-in-law was at an antique car show. She bought an old automotive handbook manual for my husband as he's a mechanic, like his father and grandfather before him. Let me start with saying I had no idea this book was given to my husband at the time. I only found out after I asked him if he had brought anything home with him lately. He's known to do the side of the road curb shopping. He- <laughs> I always wonder who did that. That's such a polite way of saying he picks up trash. (laughs) I know, know. when you throw that thing out on the curb and then it's just gone. Yeah, that's the guy who's picking it up, your husband. That's Jackie's husband. Yeah. So one evening, my daughter came to my bedroom door with a scared look on her face. She said that she was lying in bed and heard scratching coming from underneath. We have a cat, so she thought it might be him, but she checked. There was nothing underneath. The next night, she came into my room almost crying. She'd heard the scratching again, only louder, and then she heard a growl. She looked under it again, only to find nothing. Uh, She was really shaken up, and she's 17, so I took it seriously. She's a 17-year-old girl. Julie, stop hitting me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm stressing right now, y'all. I know. That's not like a little kid. No, I know. That's that's not like a bad dream or something. That is a full-on grown woman. Almost an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the following morning, after everyone left, I stood in the kitchen, and I said out loud, you're not welcome here, so just leave. Then a baking sheet I store behind the oven fell out and hit the back of my leg. I chalked it up to me not putting it back properly. Later that evening, I was in the garage having a smoke, and I decided to tell my 18-year-old son about my daughter's experience. I also joked about the baking sheet hitting me. Uh, Suddenly, an old pan I had stored in the garage fell off the shelf and almost hit me. So a couple of nights later, I was laying in bed in my t-shirt and undies, scrolling Facebook on my phone when my left ear, I heard a man's voice say, I like to look at you. No. I jumped up because I was alone, but it was clear. Like he was laying next to me. I got goosebumps all over. I told my son the next day about it. And he said, mom, somebody grabbed my ankles last night when I was in bed and it scared me. Like the whole house. Yeah. Everybody's haunted here. Now I was completely creeped out and I asked everyone if they'd been anywhere or brought anything new into the house. And my husband told me about this book. So I asked to see it. And then the first few pages, there was a printed pentagram. Okay, but a pentagram can mean multiple things. It's not always satanic, right? Uh, Yeah, because I see pentagram jewelry. I think it can mean other things. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. But I would freak out if I saw a pentagram after all this junk's been happening, right? definitely. So she says, it was weird to see and in an automotive manual, no less, right? Yeah, it's weird. It was on the page with the publishing date printed in 1935. I placed it on the landing of the stairs to be taken down to the rec room and forgot about it. Not long after, I was taking a basket of laundry downstairs when I heard something fall behind me. I shit you not. It was the book! It really is. This book is stalking you. Oh, my God. Uh, It had landed open and standing upright on the stairs. Uh, I dropped the basket and I took the book outside, planning to put it in the trash can. Nothing weird happened for the next few days, 
But then I woke up because I heard my name being called. My daughter said she woke up because someone was touching her hair and my son said the covers were being pulled off of him. All in the same night, around 3 a.m., cliche, I know, yeah, that's the witching hour. The next morning, I was confused to find the book back inside the sideboard. Of course, I asked everybody and my husband, who does not believe in this sort of stuff, by the way, uh, said he saw it on the porch and brought it back inside. Come on, dude. Yeah. I was now convinced this book was to blame. So I looked up a binding spell online and took the book to the garage where we have a wood stove. I said the spell, melted a wax candle, and then put the book in the stove. What happened next gave me the willies. The book was crackling, hissing, and whistling like it was screaming. Oh, God. Even my husband said he'd never heard such a weird noise when burning anything. The weirdness ceased, though, and the house felt lighter. We all slept without incident after that. No one will convince me that that book wasn't evil, or at the very least, it had an unfriendly attachment. Thanks for listening, and happy Halloween, everybody. Jackie. So I asked Jackie, I'm like, did you take a picture of this thing? She Mm -hmm. was like, oh, dear God, no. Like, I did not. Why would you? But they did look around and find a copy of this book, and they sent a picture. Mm. And it is, you know, but it's like an old 1935 car manual. Just a regular old manual. It's going to look creepy. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but we'll post a picture of that. Go to hauntedaf.com and the blogs. It's This is um, episode 12, season 8. This story that reminded me with the whole, um, I like looking at you. <laughs> it reminded me of the story that we just shared. Yes. Because everybody sent it to Same. us. Yes. I love that people will see haunted house with horny ghosts uh-huh. and immediately think Rebecca oh, and Julie. Yes, I love it. But it's a story. It's this house in Gainesville that I guess they are renting mm-hmm. out now. Yeah, I guess they're going to Airbnb it. Oh my God. Which don't you want to stay? No, I do. Cause I think it'll be hilarious. No, ghosts are bad enough. Like they one, are, but the boner ghost. Come on. <laughs> no, apparently it says, Oh baby. Oh baby. According to the old lady that owns it. <laughs> it's a sexual ghost. And it says, Oh baby. Baby, oh, oh baby. baby. <laughs> that was her interview. I'm imitating her interview, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to stay there. I'll let you stay there. I had so many people like, what's the address? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. The Twitter comments got a little, like, of on edge. And I was like, Rebecca and I will not be spending the night there with you. Nor will we take any fans with us. <laughs> no. Like, there's not going to be any sort of weird, ghosty orgy happening. <laughs> that said, <laughs> if we can find find the link to the VRBO. We will be sharing it. We'll, we'll post a link to the story as well because the story is incredible. Yeah. Whew. Okay, so this next story comes from Erica. The house that I grew up in was, I mean, it was haunted. There's no other way to explain it. There's a lot of weird crap that happened. But there were times when, like, if I was the only one home, I wouldn't go in. So I would wait in my truck until my mom or dad or my sister got home. One day, I was upstairs with my friend and we were laying in bed watching tv and all of a sudden like at the same time both of us turn and we looked and there was an old lady standing on the stairs like you you have to go up the stairs and it goes flat and then you go up again and now you're on the second floor because she was standing on that flat area and we both looked and my friend was like is that your grandma and i said no that's my great grandma and keep in mind my great grandma passed away in like 1992 and he goes what and I was like yeah stuff happens in this house it I mean it's okay but he was too scared to go back down because the only way to go back down is through where she was standing Mm. but I mean for both of us to stop 
look through the open door and then see my great grandma staring at me. Um, anyways, I love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Thank you, Erica. Uh, And the title of her email was Trolled by My Great Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) I love that people have a sense of humor about their dead relatives coming back to kind of haunt them. And just staring at them. Yeah, like, hey. From the landing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so this one comes from Kayla. I found your podcast very recently and love everything about your show. This story is from a house that my dad and stepmom rented for a few years in Big Bear Lake, California. Paranormal activity in this house was consistent to the point of being normal. Doors opening and closing, footsteps in rooms, that no one was in, things being moved, random spots, etc. My stepmom always said we had a ghost and that he was friendly. She thought it was an old man a few doors down who had passed away recently. To keep me from being scared, she gave him a nickname, Peeves, like the, pol- <laughs> like the poltergeist from the Harry Potter books sure. that we were such big fans of sure. at the time. Peeves. Peeves definitely took part in innocent mischief around the house. I think he enjoyed how excited my stepmom and I got whenever something weird happened. My dad was a big skeptic, though, and he was very organized. He rarely misplaced anything, so Peeves liked to mess with him a lot. Yes. We always found cabinet doors open in the kitchen, which my dad would blame on me. At first, I thought I was just being forgetful, so I always made sure to close the cabinet doors. But dad would walk in and find them open. He didn't buy it when my stepmom and I said it was Peeves, and he really got on my case about it. One day, my stepmom got fed up and told Peeves, please stop doing that. It's starting to cause drama for us. (laughs) So Peeves stopped messing with the cabinets. But soon after, my dad lost his wristwatch. We spent days and days looking for it. It was odd because my dad's routine was when he came home for the day, he would take off his watch and put it next to the phone with his keys and wallets. That's where it lived when he wasn't wearing it. After about a week of looking, my stepmom asked Peeves if he took it and if so, to please give it back. We found it in my stepbrother's bedroom on his bed, even though he hadn't been there for months. No one even went into that room except to occasionally vacuum. My stepmom and I thought that Peeves was messing with my dad for blaming the cabinets on me. (laughs) We had a bunch of other experiences with peeves over the years our stereo would turn on by itself and play the dixie chicks things kept being moved from their normal spots you know haunted house stuff Mm -hmm. but one day it was different i was experiencing a lot of stress and depression and was having a hard time sleeping one night i was lying in bed just feeling stressed when i heard a creaking sound at the foot of my bed then the mattress moved like someone had been sitting at the end of my bed and had stood up and it wasn't a small movement either it was like a full-grown man was sitting there and then got up slowly. I was so shocked that I immediately screamed for my dad to come to my room. My stepmom told Peeves off for freaking me out. 
out, and after that night, the activity stopped completely. Looking back, it makes me sad. I think Pease was just keeping me company because he saw I was going through a hard time. Once he realized his presence scared me, he either left or just stopped interacting with us. I wish I could tell Peeves that I appreciated his presence and all the little tricks he played, and that even though I got scared that one time, I wish he had stuck around. Thank you, ladies. Love, love, love the podcast. Thank you for all the last and amazing stories. Sincerely, Kayla. That's really kind of sweet. It's so sweet. Thank you for your amazing story, Kayla. Also, is this a dumb question? She says she wishes that she could tell Peeves all of these things. Don't you think that you could just say it out loud? loud and somewhere somehow peeves is going to hear that i don't know i mean maybe if he followed her maybe i don't know because i don't think they're like omnipresent or whatever i mean if he was in that house it seems like he would have stayed or maybe she helped him move on maybe Maybe in that moment he was like what do i do why am i even here let's go with that i like that better sometimes i think that maybe for ghosts it's like being in a dream and you know you don't realize you're in a dream until you Mm -hmm. have that one moment you're like what the hell what is going on here yeah so maybe that was his moment and he was able to move on so all right so this next story comes from matt hey 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 this is matt in california Sacramento. What's up, Julie? What's up, Rebecca? Um, Yeah, so the creepiest thing happened. So I got home late from uh, like a rock metal show. And I went to the restroom. And like most married couples, I'm married. I used the restroom with the door open. (laughs) Or half open. Um, And my wife is asleep in bed. She's one of those quick fall asleep people. And so uh, let me lay out the house. If you go into the restroom and you come out, there's a second room. And if you go to the next room, that's the bedroom. Our bed is up against the furthest wall. So it's a good 10 feet. And then right in the middle of the hall to the left as you come out of the bathroom is the heater thermostat. So I'm on the toilet. (laughs) TMI. And all of a sudden I hear like a bang on the floor. Bang, bang. Like something dropped. So I'm like, what the heck is that? She's asleep. The dogs are asleep. And I open the door and I look down and her, she's a vapor, <laughs> not, you know, like moist water floating in the air. She, she, she vapes, which she usually keeps in the side in bed with her normally. She smokes, she falls asleep, you know, it's all good. But it's laying on the floor right on the thermostat. And I'm like, babe, what's going on? Are you up? So I get up, I look in the room. And she's dead asleep. Blankets over her arms. There's only us two. Nobody else lives in this house. (laughs) She couldn't have tossed it in her sleep. I don't know how that ended up there. And it was like right there, basically outside the bathroom door. The next morning, I woke her up. I go, hey, um, your vape was in the hallway like you threw it when I was in the bathroom like (laughs) two in the morning. And she's like, that's crazy. I'm like, I know. Did you throw it? She goes, no, I never woke up. I'm like, well, I was sitting in there and it just like bang, bang, landed on the <laughs> on the hallway floor. So we have no clue how that happened. How it went from her bed, because she's like, nope, I went to bed with it that night. I smoke, I fall asleep. It's right in bed with me. <laughs> so I think listening to your podcast does really bring spirits to people's lives, their houses. <laughs> anyway, thanks. This is, wild. yeah. That's crazy. All right. Have a good night. Love oh, you, Matt. You're Matt. adorable. He sent it and he was like, I hate my voice. I'm like, shut no, up. No, it's fantastic. I would listen to you read your grocery list, so Matt. Would I. For the record, though, 
shut your bathroom door. I hate that. <laughs> I do too. I hate We that. do it all the time. No. <laughs> I'm married 22 years. My husband has never seen me on the can. And if so, it was completely by accident. And I went, <laughs> get out. Get out. Yeah. You know who that was? That was me as a ghost walking through the house, throwing <laughs> shit, going, shut, shut the, the door. Shut the door, you idiot. <laughs> shut the door. <laughs> We're married. We're not related for God's sake. I we- assume that was just a ghost who doesn't want you to vape because it's bad for you. Well, it, it is a PSA ghost. <laughs> She's a vapor, like- not a vapor. <laughs> All right. Hi, ladies. My name is Jen, and I found your podcast during quarantine. About 13 years ago, my husband bought a beautiful 1930s bungalow in central Illinois. Cool. He lived there by himself for a few years, and if anything weird happened, he always had an explanation. <laughs> Typical man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was only there for about a week before things started happening. I heard whispering voices coming from my closet. Some days after my husband left for work, I would hear the front door open and then slam shut, then footsteps all over the house. So many things would happen, like footsteps, water faucets turning on, cabinet doors opening on their own. But the freakiest things happened when I finished grad school. My bedroom had glass French doors that opened into the living room. I had semi-see-through curtains on them and kept them closed. Well, I was watching TV in the living room one day, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone moving around in my room. It was a bald man in a blue robe. Then I saw him move down the hallway and disappear. Not long after that, we got our puggle puppy named Darby. We need pictures of Darby. Uh, I was walking on the treadmill one morning when Darby came flying out of my room, growling and barking at something in the hallway that I couldn't see. Then it seemed like an invisible hand was playing tug of war with Darby with one Ah. of her ropes. I freaked out and called my husband in hysterics. Not like he could really do anything, but he did come home and yelled, whatever it was to leave me alone. Now it calmed down, but I could always tell when he was there. Come to find out the man I was seeing actually died in my bedroom. He was a retired school teacher named George from the local high school. He had had a heart attack, fell and hit his head on the window seal, then died. In fact, if you pulled up the carpet, you could see the blood stain that he left behind on the hardwood floor. Fast forward about a year ago when I was doing dishes in our new house. Mm -hmm. Our sink has a window over it and I could see my two boys and husband sitting on the couch behind me. I glanced up and saw a bald man in a blue robe go walking into the living room where they were sitting. I dropped the dish and yelled, George! Go home. (laughs) He freaking followed us to our new house 20 minutes away. Then it dawned on me that I had taken a chair from the basement, which was an area he liked to hang out in, when we moved and I'd had it reupholstered. He must be attached to it, but I refuse to get rid of it because it's a beautiful antique. Oh, well, of course. (laughs) So we'll just let George live here. (laughs) Thanks, ladies. Love the show. And that is from Jen. Jen actually sent a picture of the chair. So again, go find that in the uh, blogs. to see that chair. HauntedAF.com. All right, right, y'all. Next week is our final episode. Can you believe that? No, it has gone by so fast. A whole year. I know. It's really sad. I might cry a little. Next time you guys hear from us, we will be starting our fourth year of Haunted AF. Wow, that's nuts. How have we been doing this this long? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't really, I, feel like I really don't know. Well, we did it through COVID, too. Yeah, that's right. COVID is a blur for me. Yeah. Like, doing it all on my cell phone is such a blur. I listen back to those episodes, and I'm like, when did we do this? I know, and it's funny because people will say that they'll be listening, and they hear me talking about, I'm going to go to New Orleans, and it's the week before COVID hit, yeah. and they have that 
that, oh, no, don't go. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to catch the Rona. Um, (laughs) Anyways, we are going to be continuing posting our little uh, mini-sodes here and there on our Patreon page. So check that out, patreon.com slash hauntedaf. It's just five bucks a month. That's a really great way to help out uh, a small business here. It's a really easy way to support the podcast. Yeah. uh, We we, need support. We do, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, We also have a little something else planned. It does involve a Ouija board, Mm -hmm. the one that we opened last week that was sent to us from my best friend's exorcism. It's yeah. a movie on Prime yeah. based on a book. The book's supposed to be really, really good. Yeah. So maybe we'll read the book, but we're also going to play with that Ouija board like idiots. Um, in fact, while you and I were sitting here, I just got a text from Shad. Mm-hmm. Shad owns a restaurant called <laughs> Los Almos Rotas, okay? I was there earlier this week with a podcast that I produced for the Dallas Morning News right? called Eat, Drink, DFW. And it's a haunted joint. In fact, this whole block of places, these buildings, it's right across the street from Fair Park here in Dallas where the state fair happens and it's kind of like a famously haunted area okay so we're in this bar taping the other podcast and y'all stuff kept happening like there were weird I'm so jealous there was stuff falling and wait until you see this place it is so creepy he's got a monkey in a box he's got these a real he's got a real dead monkey monkey in a box I mean the, the whole place is just creepy as hell and I asked Shad what if we came in here like the day before Halloween, mm-hmm. Sunday. We mm-hmm. do it like three o'clock on the Sunday before Halloween. We bring the Ouija board. Maybe we bring our mics. We tape a little episode. We yeah. tell people to come out and everything. And I was all excited about it. And then you and I, the more we talked about it, the more we got <laughs> freaked out. Seriously, salt, holy water. Let's just bring all the same things that we brought that first time that we went on that one ghost hunt. When we went to Chris's house, the yes. ring doorbell thing. Yeah. We'll bring all the stuff. So uh, yes, as of right now, and again, we have another episode beforehand, but right. as of right now, let's plan on October 30th, 3 p.m. Okay. We're going to go and get some drinks and do some Ouija boarding. Perfect. At Los Alamos <laughs> Road. <laughs> it's like it's surfing. We're Ouija boarding this weekend. Uh, also, if you guys have any, um, we don't know how to Ouija. We've never Ouija no. before. So, and I know there's rules. There's right. specific things that you're supposed to do, like questions you're supposed to ask first. You have to close the I conversation. I did read some of the directions and it seems fairly easy. It's like you start off slow with like some easy questions. Okay. So like, if y'all, what's your name? Right. How old are you? If y'all have tips, let us know. Podcast at gmail.com. Also, send those stories. We got yes. one more episode. Next week is our Halloween season finale, so you got to get that stuff in so we can use it on the next Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamalaga and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 